Talking Photography with Christian Fletcher and Carwin. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Like Minded. Uh, Christian Fletcher, who are we joined by today? We have Simon, young Simon Westlake on the phone. Well, he's not on the phone, he's on his laptop. And uh, Simon, welcome. Welcome to the podcast, mate. It's, I've been wanting to chat to you for a while and um, I've always been a, a, a fan and um, you've always been a bit of a, an enigma. Um, so thanks for thanks for agreeing yeah, to being on. Pleasure. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. honoured to be on, Christian. Thank you very much for having me. The good thing is I have absolutely no idea what you're going to ask me. Uh, good. It's yeah. Well, good. it's all it's all going to be it's all pretty um pretty highbrow stuff, mate. So you know, yes. you get ready for it. It's going to be really 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 exciting. But yeah, no, actually, I, I I've I've known of you for a long time, and we've met a couple of times. But um, you you were always this when I was just starting out. You were this um photographer who just could get things done and knew what to do and, mm. and you, you know you've mastered lighting and you know and composition all that sort of stuff and i was always a little bit in i have to say i was always a bit intimidated by you and and wow. you were this this kind of uh this one of you know one of the elites in my mind when i was starting out you know you probably still are what do you what would you how how do you how do you describe yourself these days mm. as one of That's the incredible i had no idea um well <laughs> i guess it's i've been doing it for a long time and um when i started assisting noel holly i was 19 and um in those days the the equipment was much you know more difficult to use Mm -hmm. you you almost needed a license to drive those big cameras and and i i guess i guess you just learn to do things the hard way and then when new technology comes along like we have now it's it's like it's so um liberating uh, and so much easier to do in comparison with what it was. I yeah. guess I guess that's a big factor mm. why I'm yeah. still loving it and still doing it. Yeah, um, yeah. How I perceive myself, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess I'm fairly respected in the industry. I've been doing it for 35 plus years. Um, yeah. I still get you know good jobs, and I still love doing it. Mm. So yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right it's a long career, and. Um, um and you you mentioned noel holly and i mean he was one of the other guys and you know he was almost uh when i was starting out he was almost this mythical sort of character you know he probably yeah. wasn't i don't know what he's like like to work for but mm-hmm. um or work with he was um but you know the word you know noel holly was like oh okay yeah shit, you know, they're they're real photographers you know i'm i'm just i'm just yeah. starting out I'm a, well it I'm mattered it mattered then more than it matters now because yeah. when I started out, you didn't really have a hope of getting any decent jobs from advertising agencies, certainly any creative work, unless you were affiliated with one of the big studios. And there were only like three. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when he started out in about 68, I think he bought illustrations, 68, um, yep. there was one uh, advertising agency in Perth, Warnock Sanford Williams. There was only one. Mm. Mm. So he was like the David Bailey of Perth, really. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, he got right in a, at um, right at the start, um, yeah. and um, maintained an advantage for several decades. He really yeah. was a groundbreaker in many, many, in many ways. Yeah, and so how did you uh, end up well, getting to getting assisting for him? Did you, was that straight out of? Um, uh, did you go to uh, school, photography, uni, or whatever? Or uh, I did a three-year diploma at Mount Lawley, and yep. um, I just wanted to get into it as soon as I can, and I asked mm. around. Dale Neal always um, recounts this story, one of his funny anecdotes about me. There are many. Yeah. Um, 
that I asked for who was the most uh, the best guy to work with in Perth, and they said the illustration, so off I went. Yeah. And uh, you know, there was a whole lot of <laughs> whole lot of um, funny stories about working there because the staff turnover was very high. Yeah. It's, mm. it's, I mean, you couldn't get away with it now. There was high levels of stress and abuse and camera throwing. Yeah. You really, <laughs> you really couldn't hope to get away with it now. But I, yeah. I learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious i can imagine yeah. I, I remember seeing a um a video that um noel holly was in and i'm not sure who did it but he pulled out this camera this camera bag and in it was a hasselblad and i remember him um changing some lenses he was down the beach or something and yeah. he was chucking the camera back in the bag with no lens cap and all this yeah. stuff and it was dirty and, met, and yeah. it was used and i'm going God, look at the way he's treating his camera. Jeez, this guy's a you know, he's got way too much money. <laughs> <laughs> Rough as guts. Yeah. 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 Kind so you, you started you started taking photos um from the age of thirteen. So what uh, what was it about photography that motivated you at such from you know from such an early age? Well, um interesting question that. Um I my I could never draw or sketch or sculpt at school in art classes. Mm. And I guess I got a little bit of an inferiority complex about the creative guys, because I really thought that would be a cool profession to have in the arts. Mm. Um, But my grandfather was an extremely keen um, amateur photographer who really only photographed us kids, really. Mm. Um, Mm. All the the photographs he took, beautiful portraits, were really 90% of, of us. Growing yeah. up, um, my older siblings as well, um, mm. and I, I just thought I thought that was great. I I used to go in the dark room and see him do his prints and smell the fixer and under the safe light see the images come up in the developer, and I thought, now this is really cool. And my mm. original fascination was of a technical viewpoint because I really am a bit boffany. I'm I fiddle with engines and mechanics and. Mm. I'm really good with my hands and I fix things and make things, um, yeah. uh, which which I think put me, well, it did put me in good stead as a commercial photographer in the 80s and 90s because you had to make a lot of things, um, mm. much more so than you do now. But anyway, um, so I thought I thought I was, I thought I'd get some sort of career in, in something technical because I found the fascination of, of the subject of lenses and chemistry and chemi- in the processing and film emulsions and Mm-hmm. how they all work and how the Kodachrome works and how Cibachrome works and the dye destruction process and all those. I just studied it. I just got it absolutely nailed. I really found it fascinating. And yeah. It wasn't until um, first year or second year even at TAFE that I started getting comments about my creativity and my composition. Yeah. And literally by mistake, I thought, wow, maybe this can be my outlet to be to express my creativity so my life has always been a a strange mixture of those two things most mechanically minded people are not creative and most a lot of creative people are not that mechanically minded um many are of course but the majority aren't um Mm. and uh, i'm that strange mixture of both yeah yeah Mm. so So that's how i got into it yeah, so you you went to um, TAFE, you did your photography course, came out, started working for Noel Holly. Um, when did you go out on your own and, and start doing oh your own? Oh, my God, I was there for 30 years. I, was, I only went out on my own about four years ago. Oh, really? Because, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was working in illustrations my entire life, really. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. I had no idea. I, I enjoyed, I experienced many, many um, changes in the industry and changes within that company as well. Yeah, um, yeah. But the time came to leave. Um, and since then, I've, I've kind of, I don't know how to put my finger on it. I, I've kind of had this rebirth. But people have perceived me differently too because I've got work from clients who never used me before. And I yeah. haven't promoted myself to them. Um, so I think I'm perceived a little bit differently. And of course that has um, fired me up as well. And I'm a, I'm a bit of a loner. I enjoy, I don't have a problem with my own company, uh, my own company. Yeah. I don't need to be shrouded by um, producers and assistants. I really like working by myself. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think I've just found my straps. Yeah. finally about what i'm good at and what i'm what i'm not yeah yeah and um you you um i mean you've been the aipp wa professional photographer of the year four times is that a is that a, a record is there anyone that's been that more than four I believe, times i believe it was a record yeah um, one of one of noel's um uh derogatory comments of which there were hundreds <laughs> was that if, if anyone did anything uh good He'd say, well, you get enough monkeys punching on enough typewriters for long enough and you'll get the entire Shakespeare's work. That's true. And yeah. punctuation is perfect. And it's true. It, it's, um, it actually is true, yeah. um, statistically speaking. Um, yeah. So, you know, you bang away for long enough and you'll get a good snap. Um, yeah. And I entered probably more times than anyone else too. <laughs> <laughs> but I think better than, better than that, what I was really happy with was I think it was, my God, I think it was, it was 20 years in a row. I got a category or more every year. Wow, twenty years! It, wow, it, it was um, the four, the four overall wins was really the icing on the cake. But yeah, one I'm yeah. more proud of is for twenty years consistently, I won a category or two every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. I mean, you're the you're the Roger Federer of photography. Then, <laughs> well, you know, I, I loved it so much, and you do good work, and you put it in, and it usually gets recognized. I think people get dismayed if they enter it three or four times and don't get anything because yeah. at the end of the day, judging can still be very subjective. Yeah. Um, and you really have to work on averages. I reckon if you do it for 10 years and get nothing, it's probably a bit of a sign. Yeah. Um, but if you, if you don't get anything within one or two or three years, I think you're being a bit hard on yourself if you give it up. And I know yeah. a lot of people have. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's sort of all gone by the by the by now, isn't it? Well, it has, um, yes. So those those days have gone. The year has sort of passed of um, you know, APA and AIPP and all that sort of stuff. Can, can I ask um, you? Can, can I ask you a question? Uh, with the demise of the AIPP, has this left a void? Do you think? Well, um, it certainly has left a void. It has already been filled. Um, and Christian would be more um, uh, versed to speak about that than I am. But um, there's a new organisation that's being formed as we speak, really, isn't there, Christian? Uh, yeah, I, look, I don't know a great deal about it. I think Tony, Tony Hewitt's the guy to ask yeah. about all that. But, yeah, yeah he's, all, he's all over it. But, um, yeah, there is, um, there is a new uh, group. Um, obviously, we um, – was that what we judged? Is that part of what we judged that, that time together? Is that uh, – uh, Silver Linings? Uh, no, is that the Silver Linings? Uh, uh, oh, I can't remember. Salon. Um, <laughs> mm. 
Uh, WA photo got hit someone. Um, I'm not. Right. I don't think so. I think oh no. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I'm look. I'm. I, I started down here in the in the country all on my own and and, and very insular and didn't know anyone and, and was kind of a scared little guy. Then I joined the AOPP and I got to know everybody. And now I've gone back to being the scared little guy sitting in the in his office in the country again. You know. So, <laughs> so just, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. absolutely preposterous. Your your reputation is huge, Christian. You've got a massive following. Oh, your work is stunning. Yeah, it's yeah. You know, I get a couple of good ones, like you know, like you said, you know, punching mon- monkeys, punching enough keys, you know, they'll, they'll come up with something. But <laughs> Fletch, I, um, I reckon some of your stuff's almost as good as Tom Putt's stuff. Mate, if I'm <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks. No worries. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to take that, Carmen. Hey, um, <laughs> Simon, um, do you think yes. that working in the days of film have made you a better photographer? Yeah, interesting question that. Um, in, very interesting question. Um, I, it's definitely made me a better photographer, yes, because um, it, was, it, it was just so much harder to shoot on film. Yeah. Um, oh God, you, we could talk about this for the whole for the whole discussion. Um, <laughs> film was, um, especially transparency film, because it, with advertising work, we were always working with transparency, like slide yeah. films, whatever with large, medium and large format um, transparency film. And so the yeah. exposure the exposure latitude was one third of a stop. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, and really, if you wanted to shoot professionally for uh, reproduction in magazines or posters or billboards. You really couldn't really go above 100 ASA film. Yeah. Uh, called ASA then to ISO now. Um, but even 200 was nowhere near as good as 100, and 400 was really emergency only. Mm-hmm. And you know, as you know, we now regularly shoot with 16,000, 24,000 ISO. Um, <laughs> uh, with... Uh, shadow and highlight retrieval that we could only dream about in the old days. So yeah. if you go back and shoot, thinking about shooting a roll of 12, that's all it was on two and a quarter square, Hasselblad's, yeah. which was virtually everything we, we shot. Um, yeah. And with one third of a stop exposure latitude. So mm-hmm. as you were shooting something with a changing light conditions, there's no metering or yep. and plus it was almost always flash or multiple flash going off at the same time mixing with daylight yep. so the sun's coming in and out you can't just compensate with your aperture of course because that's changing the flash value as well yeah um, and with 100 iso film uh, wanting to record some uh, ambient exposure in low mm. light you were talking eighth quarter half even one second exposures yeah. with talent that you were telling to um or models telling them to stay still yep. while mixing the flash. It became this kind of intrinsic balancing act that you you had to just absolutely have um, on off par. You couldn't be thinking really about that because at the same time you were directing the talent and working on the composition. And yeah. So and that's, yeah, that's a hell of a lot harder, really. Yeah. So that's oh, that's man. what I come back to what I said a while ago. Is that now it's just so much easier. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, and and I think that was part of um, what I used to like when I was looking at at um, illustrations, you know, all the work that was done, um, you know, with Noel Holly and all that, and you you guys was like you you could master that that lighting, you know, and I could never do that, and I, and I was I, mean, I was doing some commercial work down here in the country, but I had no idea what I was doing. But I, I remember looking at 
at the top pros like yourself that were doing this stuff. And I go, yeah. man, how do they work that out? No, I had yeah, well, no idea how it's complicated. It was tough. Well, you know, yeah, thanks. There, there was obviously I enjoyed um, using Flash to make it look real. Yeah. Um, I think that's what a lot of people still haven't grasped. And only last week I did two jobs where I used Flash to make the sun. Like I chose overcast conditions and then I made my own sun with the Flash, which gives yeah. you total control over ambient shadow values versus highlights yeah um and then the sun comes out and you've got these harsh shadows that you can only you can only fill in and filling in the shadows is is not that easy mm. and a lot of people stuff it up and they get two yeah. sets of shadows yeah. or they overfill the shadows or they don't do it enough yeah um and then you get two light sources with two sets of shadows yeah. um, and i think making flash outdoor flash photography look real that's i think that's really what i learned most mm. about using film yeah. um, mm. and that's why it's so much easier now so yeah in short you, uh, shooting film definitely made me a better photographer there's no question about it. i use those skills uh, every day yeah yeah absolutely and um you know uh you, you on your i was looking at your website and in, in your little uh, bio it says um photography is something that that you live rather than do mm. Yeah. Uh, is that that is that have been a key to your success, do you think? The fact that yeah, you, you're just passionate about it? Passionate? It has, Christian, yeah, because it's something I can't unsee things. You know, if I'm walking along, mm. I'll see I, I definitely see things different to most people. Mm. Um, I'll find an image that I really want to shoot just, you know, walking along the street and someone will say, well, What are you doing? And I'm saying, Well, look at that wonderful shot there, if only I had a camera and, and they're thinking, they even yeah. say it outwardly, you know, you're, like, you're mad. I can't see a shot there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's something that I've done ever since I was a kid. Um, and uh, I, I can't really help the desire to want to take images. Yeah. And um, I think that has very, I know it has very strongly flowed through to my professional work. Mm. Mm. Um, and over the years, I've compared myself with professional photographers who I know put the camera down on the weekend and only pick it up for a commercial job. And I never really understood that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of that work on my website is stuff I've done off my own bat for myself or outtakes or stuff that I've done during breaks, during real shoots, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's just something that I love so much. Yeah. I, I'm so lucky that I chose what I wanted to do so early on. And yeah. here we are all these years later, and I still absolutely love doing it. And yeah. I consider myself very lucky um, yeah. for that. I really do. Yeah. I, I, we, we were speaking to uh, Russell Shakespeare a while back, and um, mm. you, you probably know Russell. Um, yeah, I've heard uh, yeah. Yeah, and um, and I can see similarities between you guys, you know. And, and he talked about, you mm. know, he would go on his walk in the morning. He'd take his camera, and then he started noticing um, bird, bird shit on the ground. <laughs> bird droppings, on, yeah. And he met, and he called it Splat. I think the project was called Splat. <laughs> you know, and um, and that's it. You know, he had that. You know, he always wanted to have his camera with him, and 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 saw things that other people just go past. And I think that's, um, you know, it's to have that is is you know. It's a wonderful thing, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, and, it is. And it's exciting it's when you 
you know, like you, I mean, I know that I know exactly what you're saying when you, you know, you can you can be just anywhere, and, and all of a sudden you see a shot, and you go, oh, I've, you know, I've got to shoot that, or I, I want to shoot that, or, well, damn, I missed it, you know, I, oh, you know, um, it's yeah. um, it's a kind of a, a compulsion thing I find that it's um, a compulsion. There's no question about it, and yeah. also it can be a bit embarrassing on the shoot because it the urge can can come over me when I'm actually shooting with clients, and something yeah. happens that goes wrong. Yeah. Um, that would actually be detrimental to the shoot, but there's a wonderful creative shoot uh, shot. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so to take it, you feel guilty because a you're in client's time, and b you don't want them to know that you're taking advantage of something that went wrong in the shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that yeah. happened mm. because yep. I'm forever, I'm forever looking for that quirky moment. Yeah. It usually involves. Um, humans in one form or another uh -huh, uh -huh. their um um frailties or um uh concerns or yeah. the way they perceive the world the way they are uh, going about yeah. their day-to-day -day life mm. and yeah. all the emotions and um contradictions that come about that yeah so um uh Tell us about um, some uh, amazing shoots that you've been on. Mm. What, what's you know, what's something that stands out as like, wow, that was really cool? You could have prepped me for this. Crikey, I could have had a list. <laughs> Put um, you on the spot. Uh, oh God. Um, I've done a few recently, actually. I think probably the, um, the big game changer for me was that stuff I did on Mortal Kombat. Um, because oh, this is the Warner Brothers shoot. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Because yeah. um, I just go back a bit. Um, as a commercial photographer, um, there are very often um, situations where you have to shoot stills on a television commercial, uh, yep. known as a TVC, um, and it's quite. Uh, uh, cost-effective way of increasing a campaign for a client because if there's spending a lot of money doing a commercial with several scenes and uh, locations uh, to produce a 30 second or 15 second television commercial um, it's a very very small amount of money proportionately to get a stills photographer to come along and either shoot alongside or have five minute little sections at the end of each take where you do a dedicated um, still shoot that can be used in a variety of digital um, out of home uh, and press environment environments, media applications, mm. um, especially now with social, um, and it just gets it just gets the commercial so much more exposure. Mm. Um, and traditionally, it's always been fraught with problems because a stills photographer is really a bit of a pain in the bum for everyone on set. <laughs> yeah. Um, because even moment. if it's well planned by the production company, it still is a pain for everyone because you're yeah. almost always chasing your tail, especially when it's dealing with kids and or sunset. Um, you know, there's not really any time to say, okay, stills, you, you've got five minutes. It's just, yeah. you've really just got to do it at the same time. So I yeah. think really over the, the, my career, I, I really earned McGuernsey trial by fire, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I, I I learned how to shoot quickly and effectively in those environments. That that's where I taught, mm. was taught the most. But yeah. I guess I was also taught that you know, 
you know, you've got to jump up and down and, and have your say and make sure you get enough time. And in the old days with film, of course, you had to set up your own lights and there was no time to do that. So I'd be yeah. setting up my lights while they were shooting. Mm. And then when I got my five minutes, I'd quickly turn them all on. I would have already done the test shot for the Polaroid, whatever. Yep. And then I'd be ready to go. But now, of course, you just shoot alongside or if you, if you get those little moments where um, you, get your, you get your own time, which is more and more happening now with all these different formats for digital media applications. It really is one shot has to work 916 vertical all yeah. the way through to super site horizontal and everything yeah. in between with one image allowing room for type. It's very, very difficult. No, nothing like that ever used to happen. Yeah. So um, that involves the use of background plates and extensions and shooting the talent separately and so they're movable on the layer and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I learned, I learned my stripes doing that in Perth on TVCs, mm. but then I had mm. this opportunity to shoot um, you know, some unit stills, additional unit stills on Mortal Kombat first and second unit in Adelaide. Yeah. And um, I was working alongside a very experienced photographer in that um, arena, Mark, Mark Rogers, who um, is you know, one of the best. Yeah. And I learned so much from him because he does it all without fanfare and all without saying anything. And he just gets the job done. Yeah, Admittedly, right. it was different in that you, you have to shoot silent. So it's all mirrorless. You can't make any noise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't direct anyone. You can't like anything or change anything. Yeah. Um, also, there's up to three or four or five cameras going. So not getting in one of their fields is, <laughs> it really is like ninja stuff. Yeah. So really everything's working against you. Yeah. You're really the only person who's directly not working on the film. Yeah. Well, you are indirectly, but you're not mm. actually making the film. But I mean, it must be fun. What was that? It must be, it must be super fun though. Like having Absolutely. all those actors yeah. and all those people and the sets and the. Super yeah. fun, super yeah. fun, super challenging. And yeah. um, I, I learned more in that, in that month on that film set um, than I had in the previous bloody decade. Really? Um, yeah. yeah, really, really. And yeah. um, it, it has really changed the way I work all across the board. I mean, I only yeah. shoot mirrorless now for a start. Yeah. Um, and did it, um, did it make you want to get into film? Like, like in like movie movies or? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it has in a way. Um, I have to seriously get into second gear with promoting myself to to those uh, producers who who hire still photographers, and it's very difficult market to get into. But yeah. uh, I'll also, you know, when you when you get work on a film, it usually means um, somewhere outside your hometown for weeks or months on end. Yeah. So yeah. all your clients go somewhere else in that time, and you, I'm always worried you come back to nothing. Um, yeah. But there are other. There, there's a couple of things in the in the fire which I can't talk about, but I think I'll probably get more of that in the near future, which mm. would be very good. Um, yeah, because I really, I really found it very exciting and yeah. very challenging. Yeah, um, and we've we've also spoken to um, David Dare Parker. You know, David, I would yes. imagine, um, yes. and you know, he's done a few movie sets, and he's you know talks you know said very similar things and and talked about being away from home and the family for a long period of time and you know it was yes. quite challenging and and you know yeah, not sustainable you know no yeah. and i i really until i go until i did it that stint was only for a month which included a, mm. a 
session in Vietnam, we went we went and photographed the caves. Hmm. Um, it was really just a tech recce for the yep. um, outworld scenes um, in the fight pit and Raven's Temple, looking through to the out what they called outworld, which was basically just dramatic cave scenes. So yeah. we went to Vietnam, went to six treks through the jungle, six caves we found, and I shot them all, stitched yeah. them all together. And the idea was um, to use those shots as a tech recce that the studio would then decide which caves they like, and then they'd send back a team to basically scan the caves. They don't photograph it, they actually literally have a scanner, and they yeah. just scan it. And no. um, the amazing thing is that never happened. They no. they actually used my, film, my shots in the film. So yeah, right. All of the outworld backgrounds are my shots that I yeah. shot on that trek, which was really, really good. Yeah, that's yeah. great. It's amazing. Um, yeah, oh, it's, so, it's so much fun. Um, so, um, yeah, the photography industry, do you think it's changed uh, uh, in the last 20, 30 years? I mean, is it like, I, mean, I think you touched on, um, you know, social media has made things, you know, more, you know, you have to do different things now with social media, but yeah. do, you, do you like the industry more now or or better back then in the in the old days? I like, it, I like both. Um, the advantages now with, as I touched on the technology, it just makes it so, I mean, the images we can get now are so much better mm. than we could before um, because the equipment has allowed us to do that um, in a variety of circumstances we can shoot in a much wider variety of conditions now than we could before. Yeah. Um, but what I did like about what was before, it really was um, certainly for me as a commercial photographer, catering a lot to advertising clients. Um, it was an, an involving um, models or talent in one way, shape or form. Um, it, it was really that multi skill set that you needed to be quite technical to work all the gear mm. you know large fiber four and ten by eight view cameras yep literally the film is 10 inches by eight inches and every time you press the button it's 100 bucks yeah. um, and <laughs> you know depth of field depth of field in the studio is about two centimeters yeah. um, and, and it, you know you, you know not everyone could do that you know it was mm. it was it was really hard and a mm. lot of people couldn't do it. That's why they didn't. That's why they failed as professional photographers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it was the cre cre creativity aspect where you had to be able to compose and 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 uh, plan a shot and see mm. it and adapt as the conditions. And then it was the ability to um, work with people, you know, direct people. Mm. So that that yeah. that was a, a triple pronged skill set that very few people had. We're yeah. now really two of those. You you don't need. You really just need creativity now mm, mm, and yeah. there's a whole lot of really good photographers really good photographers who i admire greatly um yeah. would not have been able to do it back then because they didn't have uh, all this, all the skills required with yeah. the equipment and the technical aspect yeah um, yeah so I, I just yeah. met a i just met a bunch of young kids um they called the calais collective i think they call themselves yeah. And and they're just surfy guys, you know. And there's about five yeah. of them, and and yeah. and they just they're, they're Instagram um, like influencers, and they they they're, they're teaching. Yeah, it's just, it's just it's completely like. And this this young young guy came in. He was 24, and I mean, I started when I was my career when I was 25, and um, 
as a as a you know, professional and i was just thinking wow you know it's so different to way the way i started but you know these guys are traveling all over the world they're doing shoots in these amazing places they're going surfing and they're having this amazing lifestyle and you know it's just like wow this is um yeah it was really it was really cool to see actually how, how these and the images are, are stunning yeah yeah they are. A, I've, I've, my son follows uh, several and the, the the images are quite breathtakingly beautiful and mm. they've just kind of learned on the way you know mm, yeah and um yeah. bit of I don't seem to have any software fear. action and and you know they probably yeah. give someone to produce all the shots for them edit all the shots for them um yeah. and the, the equipment allows them to do that yeah and it's great yeah. to see yeah. Um, yeah it's really yeah it's really amazing. it just, it, it just oh. means there's so many more photographers yeah um, yeah that's right yeah that, that's, that's the only downside yeah it's cutting through all the um i mean and we were kind of lucky in some respects you and i and that we because we've been going for you know three decades um yeah it wasn't that wasn't all that much you know competition to compared to what there is now so oh you know, a micro yeah, fraction yeah I, I feel quite lucky in, in all that and um um and, yeah. and you know i'm happy with what i've achieved in in the time i've had yeah um, you know um but look i'm just scrolling through your instagram feed and i just love your stuff you've got a really great eye and every time i'm looking at the shot i'm just i'm studying each one i'm going okay what what is it i like about this and it and that it does come down to composition you know a lot of it is composition yeah it's so balanced and so well done i'm I'm looking i go well this is this is what i would like to shoot this is how i would shoot it all so um you know i think um yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. How how do you um? Because you you you're into people. You love that's your you say it's your yeah. greatest joy. Um, how how do how do you take a really good portrait? You know, one that shows someone's true personality. Is that is your? Do you do that, or are you more like instant, you know, spontaneous sort of um, capture a moment in time sort of thing? More what? the latter in, yep. in from my personal work, um, mm. like street portraits, I suppose. Mm. Um, but for my work, I mean, I photograph people all the time. Um, yeah. Um, executive portraits and um, lawyers and accountants and all that sort of stuff on St George's Terrace. Yeah. You know, any professional photographer in Perth does a lot of that. Um, and then there's studio portraits and whatever. But I'm not known as, certainly not known as a glamour photographer or a studio portrait guy, mm. um, even though we all have to do it. Um, I, I'm much, and this comes back to that film experience again. I'm mm. much, I, I, I found my strap in, in shooting off the hip, really. Yeah. Um, yep. Shooting candid. That's really what I like to kind of ha- hang my hat on, because yeah. I think I said this somewhere, maybe, maybe on the website. I can't remember. Um, after shooting large studio setups for so long, and I still do, like only last week we did a great food campaign where we only did three shots in one day. There was a food stylist there and it was amazing stuff. Some of the loveliest food stuff I've done, um, which we'll be releasing before Christmas. It's for a Christmas campaign. Um, Mm. that was, you know, (laughs) fiddling and stuffing around everything within an inch of its life using tweezers and cotton yeah. tips all day, you know, that, yeah. that kind. Um, yeah. But that's not really where I, I, that's not my, my forte. Yeah. My, my forte is 
is seeing something and capturing it quickly. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I like working in environments where chance plays a part. Mm. You know, weather yeah. and mm. people and time. And yeah. um, so many times on a commercial or a TVC or a film where you're setting a shot up, um, something will go wrong and you have to change your frame right at the last second and it, it becomes a totally different shot. Mm. Um, it's being able to react quickly to an environment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you know, street photography. Um, yeah. I, I've, I think that's what I like the most, even though I don't make my money doing that. No. I'm a commercial photographer, usually quite often with a camera on the tripod, you know? Yeah. But, um, um, that's yeah, not what I love the most. Yeah. Well, I'm just, you know, just scrolling through your work. It's such a great recording of our time on this planet, you know, like it, it's, yeah. uh, what, you know, what are you most proud of uh, with your photography? What's, what's something that, you know, what do you, what do you, you know, what do you see as your fine, finest moment? Um, you mean generally speaking, or yeah, yeah? What are you, what, what are you proud of the most with your photography? I think, I think I've probably already said it. You know, it's, um, it's the the few years I've had out of my own. Hmm. Um, that's really been a big boost to my confidence because I know. When it's just you and you've got no one else to lean on, mm. no one in-house doing your computer work or assisting you or setting up shots and it's just you and you set up everything and clients mm. just phone you and ask you to do it and you do it with no one else's help. It's, it's, very, um, it's very gratifying and uplifting when they come back next time for more. Yeah. Um, so I guess mm. I'd have to say the last few years are my most um, uh, most most gratifying. Most, um, you know, I'm proud. I'm proud most proud of. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is good. That I'm not telling you that my best time was 20 years ago. Mm. Um, but it so literally talking... is Christian. I'm more fired up now than I I have ever been. Yeah. So you haven't reached the pinnacle of your career yet. Your best work's still to come, hey? Oh, yeah, that's, that's always amazing. a nice thing to say. Um, yeah. yeah, I'd like to think so. Yeah. Because I literally am getting such good feedback on the work I'm doing. And I think finally I can say that it is that wealth of knowledge of 30, 40 years. I mean, mm. there's so many young guys out there, and I hear this from people who use me, who do great guys and girls. When I say guys, I mean generically speaking. Um, mm. who are just doing the most amazing work and the clients say, oh, wow, this, this person's the best photographer they've ever used. Then they'll go and use them for something else, which is um, not a portrait or not a landscape or not a setup. And then they fail miserably because they don't, they, they're very, um, one trick pony is a, is a derogatory term, but uh, they don't have, an all-encompassing skill set where they can handle anything. And I've always said, even when I used to speak to the hmm. TAFE students, um, you'll, it's, it's their broad knowledge. And it, it, come, it comes back down to working in Perth as well um, hmm. because it's such a small market, really. We've all had to do, uh, be good at most things. Yeah. Um, like jewellery is a totally different skill set. Shooting diamonds 
close-up micro photography with tiny pink diamonds for argyle, argyle diamonds which we did for years mm. um right through to you know shooting vast mining landscapes there's nothing really that that, that ties those two things together as far as your skill set mm. um, and there's a lot of people who can do one or the other but can't do both and i think it's just that mm. there's the years of experience that yeah. i can virtually tackle anything yeah yeah and, um, yeah i think that's what gives me the most satisfaction and i guess that's what uh, you know any young kids out there that are listening in that you know, want to want to know how how to move forward in photography and how to you know to to be good at it, and that is is um you know learn learn the craft, learn everything. I mean, you obviously um love the technical side as well as the composition and you know the artistic side, and you've learned everything everything you could and um spent your yeah, time. Yeah, that that's me, and that's mm. me working in this market as well. Mm. Um, that's not to say you have to be a jack of all trades. Um, no, no, but it, I think it helps. It gives you a, an all-round, um, you know, ability. Well, it certainly helped me. It certainly helped yeah. me, and also it helped um, keep me interested and exciting, excited. Mm. Yeah. Um, like, well, it, I mean, anyone that's had a, yeah, anyone that's had a 30, 30 year plus year career in photography, and that's their sole source of income, has done something right, you know, and and yeah. maybe that's what it takes because I mean. Ultimately, you know, you, you know, you know, especially for the young guys out there, they're shooting some really cool stuff. But you know, is it is there um, is there any long, longevity in that? Is that are they going to be able to continue on with a career? Do they want to have a career that will span span you know, you know thirty years or so? Yeah, and, and I think that's where um, people that shot film originally um, are kind of more rounded more understanding of the craft and 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 hmm. not not always but like you know have a really good grasp yeah. of it and then and, and, uh, so. you know so i believe so i think that's hmm. um that's a true statement yeah um so i got just i've got two more questions for you yeah um and this one I, hmm. i'm not sure um you know how to answer this one but we'll try it if you couldn't take photos anymore what would you do yeah that's a tricky one Well, I, um, as I touched on earlier, I've always enjoyed making and building and fixing things. Mm. Um, and it's the same, um, it's the same thought process that comes to me when people say, oh, I can't wait to retire. Or, I'm, I'm retiring next year. or mm. I don't know what I'll do when I retire. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just the most amazingly ridiculous thing to me. It's totally absurdly ludicrous because if I couldn't take photos anymore through whatever, um, I would get up every day and want to do something when it, where along the lines of making or fixing or doing something. Like I yeah. cycle for exercise. I love doing that. Yeah. Um, mm. But um, I'd, I'd get into more making and building and fixing things. Yeah. yeah I've, always so that... loved, I've always loved building models. Yep. Okay. Flying model, flying model aircraft. Oh really? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Oh me too. I was um, <laughs> nerds. <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah. Don't don't get me started on uh, remote control. I've, I've been having this. Um, I mean, because I flew a lot in the in the early days, and obviously made all the plastic airfix models when I was younger. But wow. just more more recently, I've been getting in um, and watching all these um, you know, these really high performance jets and all that sort of stuff that yeah. these guys are flying. And I'm just going, ah, oh, I reckon I might get into this. Um, you know, once I retire because. 
you know, it just looks like it's super fun. I always like flying and, um, you know, I've done a lot of flying and stuff and, and I love remote control. I've had lots of gliders and stuff and I killed yeah, all of them, right. you know. But, uh, oh, that's interesting. Wow. Oh, well, you know, when you retire, mate, and I retire, we'll, we'll get a couple of planes and we'll go flying um, you know, remote <laughs> sounds control. Like, <laughs> sounds like a great idea. Absolutely wonderful. I'm glad there's more nerds out there than me. Sorry, Carwin. We, you know, you know I'm maybe, definitely nerd. You guys all are taking over. Far out. Yeah. A technical nerd. So wholesome. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. uh, funny. Oh, well, it's, I'm I'm glad that uh, you said that. I can I can um, relax. Yeah, to it. I can. Yeah, and I feel a bit you know more mm. justified in my my thoughts. You know, I've been I've been watching all these um, videos um, on YouTube. All these guys, yeah, from gliders to high performance jets to everything in between, little foamies and stuff. And yeah. and my daughter keeps like looking it. at me, going, "Oh, geez, Dad, you know." You know, that's a bit embarrassing and um, yeah, my wife just rolls her eyes. I guess the, the most the, anno- the most annoying co- general comment is, oh, he's filling with his toy planes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one thing that just gets the hair up on the back yeah. of my neck. And secondly, <laughs> it's um, a lot of, the, uh, there's very few, like, people who want to get into full-size aircraft who fly model aircraft because they can't get into full-size aircraft. It's, yeah. it's a following that a very, very popular, loyal following of people who actually want to fly model aircraft. I mm-hmm. don't want to fly full size. Yeah. And yeah. the enjoyment for me is actually flying model aircraft, yeah. not being in it. Yeah. And well, uh, the, building, yeah. the building thereof and, and successfully yeah. flying. And yeah. it's just an amazing sense of uh, satisfaction to me. Oh, that's good. That's job. why I love giant photography so much. Yeah, yeah, nice. Oh, that's yeah. good. Hey, um, so last question for you before we wrap yeah. it up. Uh, what have you got planned going forward? Uh, well, immediately there's those couple of projects that I can't tell you about, which will send will take me away for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, for the first time ever, I've never really um, stopped. I've been on one job for a couple of months, mm. um, so there's that. Um, but the next few weeks, right up to Christmas, is just so flat out. Um, the last mm. the last six months really has just gone ballistic. It's not just me; everyone in town's very busy. But mm. um, it's just some really interesting, exciting work. So it's just more of the same. I haven't got any one big thing planned. Um, mm. I've got to update my website. There's that's like eighteen months now that I haven't really put any more stuff on it that's ridiculous because i've done so much more good stuff mm. um but yep. other yeah. than that it's just doing more of the same that, that's yeah. not the question you answer you wanted is it oh no that's fine no no mm. look I've, I've, i'm i haven't got much going forward either <laughs> you know I've, i'm just doing more of the same as well and as long as i can take photos yeah. i'm happy so that's that's pretty much yeah my, that's exactly right yeah I just, new images yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Well, look, mate, thanks yeah. so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure to get to know you a little bit more. Yeah, it's been and, amazing. Um, yeah, we'll have to keep in touch about the plane thing because... Um... Oh, yeah, as soon as, <laughs> soon as we get off this call, I'm phoning you. <laughs> yeah. baby. Yeah, that's um, right, mate. Oh, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. And yeah. um, I hope I've answered the questions all right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, you've done very well. You've done very well. All right. Well, um, on that note, we'll, we'll say goodbye and um, we'll um, see everyone else on the next podcast. But uh, thanks again, Simon. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, guys. Pleasure. See you later.